so glad you're here. It is Take Two with Jerry and Debbie and you getting underway on a Friday, the Friday before Thanksgiving week. Looking forward to a lively conversation today as we talk about relationships, all about relationships, in fact. That's what we do once a month on this program with your help at 833-288-EWTN. 833-288-3986. I'm Jerry Usher well, with Debbie, Debbie Giorgiani. Giorgiani. Sorry about that. Yeah, That's I was okay. just going to give you a grand introduction there. That's okay. We've never gotten that in, in sync. <laughs> Can't get that down, that part <laughs> no, of the show. No, but um, uh, we're in the final hours of the Fall Sherathon for Annunciation Radio in, in the Diocese of Toledo. I'm so very excited. They're doing great. Folks are pledging, and they're and they're cheerful givers. I love that. And they want to be a part of the Catholic radio movement, you know, this evangeliz- evangelization effort. And, and, it, and it ties in beautifully, Jerry, to relationships, because we are the mystical body of Christ. The sooner we realize it, the better off we will all be. Please, that's what we feel. Let's come together. We are made for community. And today is a show, a live platform where we can come together to talk about any and, well, pretty much any and all relationships, the relationship we have with ourselves, with others, with God, with our pets, you name it with food, with, with things, our, any relationship is on the table. We will address it. We will talk about it. Let's grow together. Let's walk away into the weekend a little bit changed, a little bit closer to God. Please, folks, now is the time to call in. This is your show, All About Relationships, 833-288-3986. It's a good thing I didn't give the pledge line number. Well, I know how that how t- uh, easy that is to do because uh, both of us have done dozens, if not hundreds, of pledge drives over the years. But we do want you to join us on that show number that Debbie gave you. As she kind of laid it out there, any uh, relationship that you would like to talk about, maybe you've been waiting for this opportunity, maybe you're struggling with a particular relationship, maybe you found a way to repair a relationship, tell us about that. Edify us with details about that. Um, maybe there is one that you uh, you want to make, thinking maybe you might want to enter into, and you want to talk about that a little bit, 833-288-EWTN, 833-288-3986, as we say on this particular monthly broadcast. If you're alive and breathing, you are in relationships. We all mm-hmm. are, and hopefully they're all going well for you. And if they are, that's fine. You can call in about that. But if you want to maybe uh, just discuss one, Debbie and I are life coaches. Debbie does a lot more coaching than I do. And we can maybe, uh, you know, find a way for you to improve a particular relationship if one is not where you would like it to be. 833-288-3986. And everything can start today, okay? You can have the beginning of a new uh, a new life, a new existence in the way you approach things, the way you see things, the way you enter into relationships. And we can maybe help with that. Um, so please, and in about an hour, I'll give the pledge line number when I go back to ho- uh, co-hosting uh, the pledge drive. But Jerry now is relationships, and you know how I love to talk about relationships because I think uh, we need this kind of platform, this kind of community builder where we come together virtually through the airwaves and we connect and we uh, try to help.
help one another, support one another, encourage one another, inspire each other. Here is the number. Jump in. You don't have to be Catholic to call in. Everybody's got a relationship they want to either talk about, uh, maybe a praise report you want to brag about in a good way, or you want to ask questions because you're really concerned about a certain relationship. Here's the number, 833-288-3986. That's the the call number to get to Matt Gabinski, our call screener. He's amazing. And you'll get to be on air with us on Take Two, your show, Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. All right. Ace McKay is our producer, Jeff Burson on social media. If you're watching one of the video streams, hi, you guys on Facebook and YouTube. Get your chats going there and your comments, your questions, your takes. And uh, like I said, it is our last broadcast before Thanksgiving week. So I'll put it this way. Don't look now, but the holidays are coming. Relationships can sometimes be put to the test during holidays. So maybe you're Maybe you've got a little bit of anxiety as, you, uh, as you're looking at a particular Thanksgiving gathering for next week with a particular relationship, and you just want to know how to, how to navigate that in a, just kind of a peaceful, joyful way. We're going to talk more about that on Monday as well, but you can talk about that in terms of relationship today if you'd like. 833-288-3986 is the number. I mentioned YouTube and Facebook. You can post your comments there. You can always email us during the show and anytime at take2 at e wtn.com if it's for the show keep it as concise as possible so we can preview it and get it on the air and the website show website's always open as well take two show.com during the show for your comments and we have the 24 7 prayer line there as well and if you need um, assistance in an, in an area that's very specific to you and what you're dealing with right now, or in, you're in um, a, like a, a bit of a crisis situation um, with relationships, please call us or find us on at standtalltoday.com. We do life coaching there. We just added um, some more coaches. They're coming on, which is great. We're excited. Um, and you can uh, see their new bios on the uh, standtalltoday.com. That's our life coaching outreach ministry. Jerry and I actually had to do that ministry. We wanted to, but we really had to because you guys requested it. You requested it. You um, would email us these lengthy emails about your life. And we love that. We love that you let us into your lives. But we, we, after we would read these emails for many years, you guys, um, Jerry and I would, would get on the phone and we'd say, what do we do? What do we do? Do we just call people back? What do we do? So, so we, um, prayed about it and, and right during the pandemic, uh, we decided to launch stand tall and it has been just a glorious outreach ministry. It sure has. Well, yeah, a lot of people have hopefully helped, and it helps us too. You know, we are we are edified and inspired. We all want to help one another grow closer to God and make our lives better, more joyful, and uh, just happier, you know, better, more quality lives. So standtalltoday.com, you can get a free consultation with any of the coaches there. Today we're talking all about relationships on the program, Diane and Lawrence. Others, we have calls being screened by Matt right now, and you can get through. A couple lines still are open. This is always the best time to call in and talk about any relationship you would like virtually any i should say 833-288-EWTN 833-288-3986 we're all gonna get together on the phones here when we come back so stay with us here on take two with jerry and debbie
Well, you may have heard it said before, EWTN is everywhere, and we are with uh, radio, television, online, news, print, publishing, you name it. But we want to get the word out so that more people know about that, and you can help do that becoming an EWTN media missionary and prayerfully take EWTN to parishes and your community through the print and electronic media that we provide, okay? So you can help EWTN share the good news. Visit EWTNmissionaries.com today and join us in sharing the eternal word with the world. Okay, you can jump in. There's an open phone line uh, right there for you. I think it has your name on it about relationships. So what do you want to talk about? This is our monthly show that we dedicate it all to any and all relationships that we want to talk about um, here on Take Two as the Take Two family. So the number to dial is 833-288-3986. Jump on that open phone line. You don't have to be Catholic to call in. And please don't get started with your weekend yet until we are done with this wonderful time we get to be with each other as the Take Two family. So as Jerry promised, let's go to Diane first, Jerry in Colorado, listening on the EWTN app. Hey, Diane, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you, Debbie? Great. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you both for taking my call today. Sure. So I have a situation. I've been married for 11 years. And I'm um, away from, I'm in Colorado, away from my family back home. And my husband always gets mad around the time because I usually try to alternate between Thanksgiving and Christmas going to visit my mom who has dementia. And during that time, he'll call me names. He says I'm selfish. Mm -hmm. And I just tell him, it's just hard for me because I know that I'm not going to have my mom much longer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. I just, am I being selfish? I'm one of six and I'm the only one out of state. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> selfish in what way, Diane? Because you want to spend time with your mom while she's yes. with us? Yes. He says that I choose my mom over him. And we're 59. And he mm-hmm. has his family here, but he's not close with his family. And then I do have more vacation days, but he just chooses to go camping in the summer instead of visiting my family during the holidays. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Diane, okay. So, you know, this is, there's a lot of layers here and there's a lot of situations. So we probably won't be able to unpack all of this, but just, just based on what you, what you just shared with us initially, let me just share a couple things. It sounds like your husband doesn't have the same kind of relationship that that you have with your family. That's obvious because you, you stated that, okay? So he has a different type of relationship. And when you have a different type of relationship, especially with parents, you can't always relate. It's very difficult. So it's like if if, if uh, when I talk about my mom, and how I felt about my mom, and Jerry talks about his mom, and he talks about how he had a relationship with his mom, we're very different in, in, in a lot of the details of it. And I can't say to like Jerry, and Jerry's my co-host and friend, but I can't say to Jerry, well, Jerry, you have to feel like the way I feel when I'm with my mom, when I was with my mom. And I can't say, well, Jerry, you know, I don't really understand your, your dynamic with your mother, because everybody has that individual relationship with their parents. And, and I think it might just be beneficial for you 
to sit down with maybe a neutral party or if you if you feel like you're in a good place with your husband to talk with him and just say, you know, it's okay. You have a different relationship with your family. I have a different relationship with my side of the family and my mother. And we need to respect each other where we're at and support one another because you don't want this coming back down the road after our parents leave this earth. And then we, then we have a lot of anger and resentment and bitterness because we didn't get to spend the time we wanted to spend with our parents. I think if, you're, if your husband can understand that he doesn't have to make you into him and you don't have to make him into you. It's your mom. It's your, and, 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 and he has his own situation. I'm getting choked up because I feel bad for you, Diane, because I can hear the love you have for your mom and being out of state. You want to spend that quality time with her. And honestly, you should be able to, it's your mother. And, and once your mother leaves this earth, you know, you're not going to have that opportunity on this side of the veil anymore. And you should be able to, and he should respect that. That's all I'm saying. But what do you, uh, Jerry wants to hear what you have to say, Diane. I just, I just think the way you worded that is really beautiful, and I'm going to let him know that um, it's like what you said that the, our relationships are different with our mothers, and that he needs to respect that because I don't want to, I don't would not want to have any resentment towards him after my mother is gone because That's him true. saying that I didn't do this because of him, you know, mm-hmm. forbidding me to go or not letting me go. Um, thank yeah. you, Debbie. Yeah, absolutely. Let him listen to this broadcast if you feel comfortable. Because, and, and, and you know what, Diane, I'll go one step further. Have him call me. You know, you can always email me at take two at EWTN.com, but that's not fair to do to you. you. We can hear the pain in your heart. That's not fair to do to you. Okay. This is your mom and, and your mom, my mom passed away and my mom was diagnosed with dementia too. And, um, I, I value, value and I treasure every single moment I got to spend with her. And I want you to have that too, Diane. So we're here to support you, pray for you and your husband. Let us know. Keep us posted. What do you say, Jer? I can't add a thing to what you said. I think Diane was very uh, um, understandably, you know, moved and appreciated what you shared. What do you think, Diane? You 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 okay with what Debbie said? And maybe even if you are comfortable with it, you know, you could let your husband listen to this if if you felt because this you you know Debbie. I thought Debbie stated it very very well, very beautifully put, Debbie. What do you think, Diane? I agree. It was totally beautiful, and um, yeah. I'm going to pray and just. Hopefully he has an unhardened heart, so I am going to share this with him. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll and be he, praying, like he, Debbie said. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. And he's okay, too. It's his, it's his deal with his family and his, his type of relationship that he wants to have with parents. So there's no judgment on him either. It's just he, we have to understand where everybody's come from is and where our hearts are. And, and I just we want to be there for you, Diane, and support you to, so you can be with your mom. Keep us posted, Diane. And, and you know what? Be, be of cheer because, you know, your guardian angel's right beside you, and your guardian angel wants that as well. All right. Thank you both. God bless you, Diane. Prayers go with you. That line is open, 833-288-3986. You see how it works here on All About Relationships on Take Two with Jerry and Debbie and you. If you have something you'd like to discuss, that phone line could be yours right now. Again, 833-288-3986. Okay, and we promised Lawrence he'd be right after Diane, so we'll go to Lawrence in Houston listening on EWTN.com. Hello, Lawrence. Thanks for waiting and welcome. Hi, how are you? 
All right. How about you? Good. Good. Um, I'm calling about my uh, relation with my sister. Um, she recently married a guy after uh, having several other marriages. She she married this one guy, and uh, uh, when I was at his house, well, at my sister's house and his house, he confronted me, and he said, I don't believe in God. I said, okay. And he says, so am I going to hell? And I said, no, you're probably not going to hell. And he says, so you just because even though I don't believe in God, and he, he just went after me because we were praying at that time because we were it was during the pandemic we were watching mass online and then later on my sister would say i'd say something like well i just went to pray the rosary with some friends and she will sort of do a muffled laugh and then i'd say something else and then she'd do a, a muffled laugh and and say you don't really believe that do you and then one time uh uh I said, abortion is wrong. Uh, she, and she said, which is kind of funny, she said, oh, my God, you don't really believe that, do you? And it's just, it's really gotten under my skin that uh, I'm being belittled and that uh, she is um, clearly off the path. And in my heart of hearts, I'd like to see her on the path. So I'm just wondering if anybody else has had that problem and how they handle it. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the club. Absolutely. Um, so what you're sharing, um, we've heard this many, many times. We've experienced it. A um, couple things, Lawrence. I, one thing, we're not experts in this area at all, but like we said, we we do experience uh, life coaching. I've been a life coach for over 20 years, and I've heard every story you could imagine, and I've experienced a lot as well. Uh, Lawrence, the one thing that we learned in life coaching when we became certified coaches is our, our teacher, our, our, our coach, um, used to say to us, ask questions rather than giving responses, ask questions, always ask questions because you'll find in the details, the, the reasons why they feel so prompted with anger or emotion or anything like that. So when somebody comes at me and they say, why are you wearing that big, crucifix around your neck or that St. Benedict medal, I'll say, you talking about this medal that I have in front of me? Why is there something on it you want to ask about? I'll always ask questions. And they start ask, they start responding. And I'll ask another question and another question. And before you know it, they have revealed themselves. They have revealed where their come from is and why they are so angry and why they are so curious and why they want to mock the faith and why they want to be mad at God and why they feel distant from God. And then you can minister to them and walk with them and comfort them and remind them gently that that God loves them so very much that if they were the only ones ever created, that God would have suffered and died again. Jesus would have suffered and died again just for them. And walk away. And walk away. Because people are wounded. People are hurt. They don't know how to relate to God. They don't know how to even take the first steps. And it's much easier, Lawrence, much easier, in my humble opinion, to put God on a shelf or to put God far away from view, because it's easier. What's out of sight, out of mind. You don't have to deal with. 
And it's very unfortunate, but to get into a conversation or even to feel like you're pushed to get, not, not that you feel this way, Lawrence, but that you pushed against the corner and have to defend God. We don't have to defend God. God's a big God. God can, God can take care of everything. We just have to be faithful and show up and be, be steadfast in our, in our beliefs and our, and our convictions. What do you say, Lawrence? See, can you tell that we've been there? Yes. You've been there, and uh, the only thing you haven't gotten is the wall of anger that comes back at you when you say something like that. And they say, well, you're, you know, and they say something like, well, you're an idiot. There is no God, and anybody can clearly see that. And uh, if you, you, you ask a question, and then at some point, back comes the wall of anger, you know, raging mm-hmm. at you. And it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's a little bit tiresome. Sure. To, uh, so I, I, I've just decided to not speak to her anymore because... Every conversation wound up in a huge whirlpool of anger. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well, remember, anger is not of God. In that that kind of anger is not of God. That's an emotional. You know, they're the, it, they're taking the temperature up very high because there's something they're struggling with, and and a lot of times when you when you call it what it is and let it just just lay like that and not even address it and just say, "Wow, you are really angry." Okay, I'll talk to you later. Bye, and you just kind of move on. Once you announce what it is, that spirit of anger um, tends to dissipate. It tends to go away. The problem is, is anger, it feeds on uh, other things. And, it, and then you, before you know it, you have chaos and confusion and fighting and arguing and, you know, people not talking to each other. So um, I, I really have no problem anymore. I used to have a problem being around angry people. Now, I, now it doesn't bother me at all. They don't, it's, it, how about you, Jerry? Do you feel that way? No, well, I used to probably be the same place you were in Lawrence. You know, I probably used to take it kind of personally. I'm not saying that you are, but if you might want to examine that and just see if, if you're sort of letting that, you know, Im- impact you where they're really kind of the, the beef is with God, you know. And I was just curious, Lawrence, was your sister, uh, were you all raised in the faith? Did she have some kind of a found faith foundation growing up? Yes, uh, she, un- she uh, strangely enough, uh, went to a convent to get uh, Catholic schooling. And it's there that uh, she met other uh, women who convinced her that God did not exist and that oh, this boy. was a complete waste of time. Oh, my. Yeah, I'm, you know, we, we've heard stories <laughs> like this. That, that is just tragic, and it's, it's really scandalous, you know. And, and she apparently had her faith kind of stripped away from her by people who were supposed to instill a very, very deep faith in her. And... You don't know, Lawrence, what she's, what else she might be dealing with, you know. So uh, maybe, maybe try and view it as an opportunity. You know, I love the word Debbie used. She said, you know, um, it's an opportunity to minister to people. Just really pray in moments like that. Maybe before you have conversations, pray to the Holy Spirit. Say, you know, give me the words to say. Guardian angel, help me. Guardian angel, go to her guardian angel, her mm-hmm. husband's guardian angel. And, uh, you know, Lawrence, you could be, I, I was, my sister was away from the faith for a long, long time. She, I don't know that she had person. I doubt that she had personal experience with abortion, but she was, you know, she said, it's not my place to tell a woman she can't do that. And, you know, at the end of her life, she came back to God and I was just more, I just was a presence to her. I didn't try to, 
you know, talk religion or God to her all that much. I just was there in a presence and, and showed her love, you know, and that just sort of, as Debbie said, it kind of whittles away at that shell that some people have. And you never know, God, God's going to use you. You know, this is an opportunity for you, Lawrence. We'll be praying for you. We'll be praying for your sister, for her husband there. And we appreciate you calling in. I hope that something that Debbie shared, she, Debbie's on a roll today. I, I hope that something Debbie or I shared is helpful to you. Lawrence, thank you. God bless you for the phone call. Yeah. That's uh, an all too common experience though isn't it well and it happens a lot around holidays just to let everyone know that's why we we positioned this show right before thanksgiving because we have to meet up with friends and family members so if you have a relationship that you're not looking forward to uh, meeting up with at thanksgiving now's the time to call in 833-288-3986 please stay with us this is your show all about relationships today on take two You're with Take Two with Jerry and Debbie on a Friday, talking all about relationships. You want to be happy. You want to like the people in your life. You want them to like you. It doesn't always really uh, shake out that way, but uh, we're talking about relationships. If there's one you'd like to chat a little bit about today, there is a line open at 833-288-3986. Again, your relationship with God, with yourself, your spouse, your kids, your neighbors, your coworkers, food. Um, anything, you know, anything you're in a relationship with that you want to make sure it's uh, on the right path. 833-288-3986. Todd has been waiting patiently in Chicopee, Massachusetts, listening on Sirius XM 130. And we will go to you next. Hi, Todd. Thanks for waiting. Hi. How are you today? Doing okay. We're glad that you called. Uh, yeah, so um, I was just calling because I, I've been married 30 years. And um, right before we got married, I I had left the Catholic Church, and uh, she's Protestant, and we had been going to Protestant churches, and uh, we've been separated for two years uh, because of me. I had years of addiction, um, and been sober now for two years. But the uh, in the time that we've been separated, I, I came back to the church. Uh, through just a lot of research, and I've been struggling with it, with it really for the 30 years of marriage, uh, what what I should be doing. Um, but my question is, uh, the communication is still happening. She hasn't um, said she's done, and I just try to keep waiting patiently, and we are communicating again. But uh, I, I can tell when we communicate, which is very limited, uh, she... There's definitely fear there, um, and she she made a comment that she doesn't believe we could grow spiritually together. And I'm just wondering if you have any advice. Does she say that, Todd, because of your leaning toward back toward your Catholic Church, and she is not really open to that happening in her life, or what? What do you think is is causing her to say that? Yeah, I mean that's it's hard to get her to share. I mean, I love. You know, just ask questions, ask questions, but I try, but I just don't get answers. And I, I think she's afraid for sure. And I, I assure her, I'm not going to make her go to church with me. I'm not going to make her do any of that. You know, that's her journey and, and what she needs to decide and her relationship with God. But, um, I, I just think it's hindering us moving forward back to reconciliation. Sure. 
Did you, when you worked together, did you ever, did you spend any time praying together, the two of you? <laughs> well, I mean, there's, as in one of the previous callers, there's a lot of layers to this. Um, okay. There's just a big resistance right now all, all around, and I've asked her to pray nightly. I've asked her, right now she'll only give me an hour a week to even communicate. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I asked her this last time we met if we could just pray before we talked, and she agreed with that. But she's just, I think anything that would move us forward, she's resistant to. Mm. Right. Are there children involved, Todd, grown children? I, I've grown children, yes. And, and all those relationships are restored and getting better okay. every every day. Okay. So addiction-free you are, so that is fantastic. Way to go. You're staying strong, so that's wonderful. You're back in your faith. That's fantastic. Um, welcome home. That's, that's great. Um, and does it, does it seem like she wants down the road maybe a reconciliation? Does it seem like that, or are you, are you just pursuing her? Which way is it? I, I, I have tried many things over the two years give her space for months. Uh, I, I love her. I mean, I chose her. Uh, I believe God put us together. So, um, I think she has a lot of fears, which are natural and I understand, but, um, she has not shown any signs. She hasn't taken her ring off. She's not shown any signs that she wants to end it. Okay. Although at times I felt like she did, but Right. But you, are you, um, seeing her at uh, family events or no, is it just, are you, is, are the kids grown or where, where, where are the kids at? Yeah, they're, they're all adults and two have, have two, we have two grandchildren, two granddaughters, but they, yeah, they, uh, a lot of miracles have happened, a lot of great things, but she's just uh, been very limited. You know, they have family meal every Sunday and she won't invite me to that. Um, you know, but she, if like, we're going to get together at Christmas and, uh, you know, this will probably be the first big event because we'll actually be back at our house, which she filed for legal separation. So it's her house now. So Okay. Okay. Well, we'll, okay. A couple things, uh, just real quickly, Jerry and I, we put you in the book, you and your, your wife and your, your family. So we'll be praying. And, um, and Jerry actually just typed over exactly what I was going to say about this idea of just, uh, taking it very slowly. You baby step it very slowly with her, because obviously if she has fears or there's hesitation or she has some past wounds with your situation and your relationship, then, then of course she's going to, she's going to want to take it very, very slowly. Um, but it, you, it sounds like from what you shared in the details that it still is good that there's, hasn't been any closure. That's, that's, that's great. Um, so there's, you guys are still talking, you're still communicating. Um, the one thing I would suggest, this is just me personally, Todd, and it's just, just a, um, a, a little bit of suggestion here so you can take it or leave it, whatever you want to do. Um, I would wait for the right time when she expresses it, uh, that she has some fear or some hesitancy. And then I would just offer her a chance to go somewhere and talk with somebody. Um, so many times we therapize each other. It doesn't work. Um, and I know that, and I'll, and I'll give you an example. It's a per, it, in my opinion, this is like the perfect example. I can tell my husband a life coaching technique a million times and he can, he continuously re, re, rejects it and resists it. 
Jerry can call up and say the exact same thing. And Marty says, oh, Jerry, that's a great idea. Thanks. I mean, that's how it works because we're too close sometimes to the situation and we, and, and we know what we want and what, how to fix it, but we're so close to the situation, it becomes very messy. So that's why outside people like counselors or coaches or spiritual directors or somebody of that nature can be that neutral party to help uh, flush out everything and work on a plan going forward. But you don't want to like say, let's go to counseling. A lot of times uh, husbands and wives will say, let's go to counseling. And, and immediately the other spouse, the spouse goes, gets the defenses go up and they get really upset. You, what you want to do is you want to, when they express that something's bothering the, them, like, you know, I'm nervous or I'm in fear of this, or I don't know, I don't know this feeling. Well, if you don't know, let's explore it together and go to somebody together and find out if it's worth exploring. Do you see, you see how to do that so that you can transition it so that there's no, de there's no, uh, def uh, defense or resistance. The walls don't go up, Todd. Uh, yes. I, and I appreciate everything you've shared. I, we, we've tried counseling and, and different things and I, I, it's always been helpful. Um, there's just, I think it's really just the fear of the fact that in her opinion, we're on two separate paths now. Um, but I, but yeah, seeking yeah. advice to get through that is exactly what I mean. Yeah, mm -hmm. but remember, fear is not of fear is not of God in the sense that fear is not. God doesn't know that God doesn't know fear. God doesn't enter into fear because he's, he's, he's a big, huge God. We do that. And the demons um, put that, that doubt and fear in us to remind us of past wounds and past situations. And so there's all sorts of things that play into that, that fear. And then it rises up and we, we, we are governed by that. Fear is a very strong motivator. We know that. Just look at the, the pandemic. It's a huge motivator. So fear, the, but, the, but the way to combat fear is to uh, you know, understand it, dissect it, break it apart, see what's causing certain things, work around it, work with your own personality. But all those things um, sh really should be, y you have to really work with somebody who you can trust that you can bounce these things off of. Sometimes spouses or, or separated spouses, they're not the right uh, partners yet to, to work these things out because they're, they may be the cause of the, of the fear and pain. So it's kind of a strange dynamic. And that's why when, I, when we go in there as crisis coaches, we're always saying to the couples, you know, um, go ahead and just um, lay it out there and really express all the fears and all the, and all the thoughts and anxiety and, and all the things that are bottled up inside of you. And it's like the floodgates just open and people just start pouring it one right after another of things that they've been harboring and they can't share it with anybody. So that's why if you get if you get the right person to listen to both of you, you can work on all of these things, Todd, um, um, especially if you're in a good, healthy ba place, mind, body, and spirit, and she's in a good, healthy place, mind, body, and spirit, um, then, you know, with God at the center, all things are possible. What do you say, mm -hmm. Jer? Well, you know, Todd, I would just say maybe to, um, to add on to everything that Debbie said, 
I think, and I know Debbie would agree with this, you're, you're in a very good place, actually, I think, because you mentioned, you know, after years of addiction, you've been sober for a couple of years. You said, you know, you chose her, you want her, and God, you mentioned, you quickly added, God chose her. You said miracles have happened. So I think you're in a great place right now. You have a heart after God. And what, God, what pleases God the most, I think, is when we make decisions for Him that are, you know, not only you know, good for us, but that are godly decisions as well. So I really believe God is going to honor your decisions. He's going to see your heart. He has put these decisions and desires on your heart. And I would say, as Debbie said, you know, take it one day at a time, a little step at a time. But just, be, just lean into God right now. Really learn to trust. Say, Jesus, I trust in you. I surrender all of this to you let your holy will be done and you're going to I think you're going to continue to see very good things in your own life and in your relationship with your wife that's definitely what we're going to pray for I totally agree with you Jerry and I just have one other thing to add to that Todd you're going to this uh, Christmas celebration as a family here's just another suggestion for, for what it's worth be more of an observer and just be yourself and, and be, um, you know, let, let the, um, the wonderful side of yourself come out in this holiday ce- celebration at Christmas time, which is so, such a holy time. Um, but be more of an observer and, and observe what's going on around you because, you know, a lot of times we feel comfortable in a, in a, in a, um, celebration time and we may say something that all of a sudden every, it, it changes the whole feeling of the of the event and so I always tell folks just be an observer and just kind of chill and take it all in and see how everybody's doing because this is you said this is one of the first times you're all gathering so I, I that's just just my my little thoughts on that what do you say Todd on to everything we shared with you oh uh, well I, I can't say enough everything has just been invaluable and uh i I really appreciate the time today from both of you no you're welcome most of all be sure to our prayers todd and feel free to let us know how things go we always love to debbie says journey with people our email is very easy take two at ewtn.com so thank you todd prayers go with you brother and i know the whole take two family around the world are already lifting you and your wife up in prayer Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I uh, wanted to share with our listeners um, the Vatican Insider with Joan Lewis, Saturday, 5 a.m. and 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time on EWTN Radio. Direct from the Eternal City, EWTN's Joan Lewis speaks with Vatican officials and visitors about events affecting the church and the world. It is a great, great, uh, great show, Vatican Insider with Joan Lewis. Please, folks, check it out. And Jerry, I know that um, um, our producer uh, was able to retrieve um, from the uh, comment line, the EWTN mm-hmm. comment line, which is it's, it's this pertains to our show today. Yeah, Andrea called in and she is facing something, and we're going to hear from Andrea right now, and, and probably have a, a little thought or two for her. I have arguments with God, but I never have arguments with Jesus. I ask where I'm supposed to be and what I'm supposed to do, and that makes it worse. But when I'm professing my love for the Lord to others, I don't question Him at all. I don't wonder where He is at all. He's there. So I don't know what's going on with me. But that happens all the time. And I'm an empath, so... That makes it 
more difficult because I love everybody and I want to help everybody. But when it's me, I I fight for that love. <clears throat> I I I'm like, duh. How come nobody else feels this? <clears throat> and then I feel alone again. <clears throat> yeah. Well, Andrea, I hope you're listening right now. That that voicemail came into the uh, EWTN uh, comment line. It sounds like, I don't know, the first thing that comes to my mind, Debbie, is she's struggling with something a lot of us struggle with, I've, I've dealt with in my own life, and that is receiving God's love for me. Um, it's been easy for me all of my life, and it still is, to convince other people, you know, God loves you, He loves you so much, He's got a plan for you, He's got His arms and His love wrapped around you, and just really wanting to help people, as Andrea said, she, she loves to help other people in this area, but she, she has a little bit of a problem, you know, receiving, the, I, this is what my takeaway from her comments were, maybe you, you know, have something different, but... Um, you know, just, I would just, Andrea, if you're listening right now, I would just encourage you really ask the Lord for his grace to help you receive his love because it's, it's right there. It is, it is all around you. It is unconditional. It is complete. And it is just unbelievably beautiful when we just really bathe ourselves in the love of Jesus. So just really ask the Holy Spirit to break through whatever might be keeping you from doing that. If you, if the the Holy Spirit may want to show you something, maybe you've had a relationship at some point in your life where that love was not given to you or was not expressed in a very healthy way. So these are a couple thoughts that I had, Debbie, and I'm sure you have uh, something far wiser than I could say about this. No, that was amazing. I would just say to Andrea, if she's listening, um, it sounds like, and I could be wrong just based on your uh, voicemail that you left on the comment line, um, that it's it's this um, idea that you're looking for clarity, clarity in your relationship with God, because you you uh, bounced back from God the Father to God the Son, and it was interesting when you did that in the in the uh, message, and and I would just say this from from this is my own personal spiritual journey, I I'm able to gain clarity the more I connect with God. And when I connect with God in prayer, when I have um, anything that reminds me of God around me, um, praying the rosary, that is a connector, reading scripture, that is a connector, going to adoration, that is a connector for me, receiving the Eucharist, that is a definite connector, that is a supercharged connector for me. Um, And when I connect on a regular basis with God, the clarity comes. And also in that clarity for me is the clarity of my relationship with God. It's really quite kind of interesting. And Jerry has, has actually said it a few times, and I don't realize if I don't know if he realized that he has said it um, in various ways, and it's been very profound. And I wonder if anybody else in the Take Two family has picked up on that. But you talk a lot about adoration, Jerry, going to daily mass, and you're saying and doing all the things to connect and to and to be fed with the Lord, be fed with those graces and blessings. And in and and when we do stay connected, blessed Carlo Acutis. Uh, used to say it all the time to stay connected. As a matter of fact, at at, at his beatification mass, they 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 read the vine and the branches um, scripture 
passage at his beatification in in Italy. And it's and why is that? Because that's what he lived his whole 15 years is to stay connected. The Eucharist, what did he used to say? The Eucharist is my highway to heaven. This idea of being connected to God, that's how he grew in his relationship with Jesus, with 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 God and with um with uh, humanity with he, everybody he met. He was a light. People used to say he was a light. There would be light radiating from him. How could there be light? Now I know young kids that are innocent. Everybody goes, oh, they're so they're so sweet. They look like an angel. I understand. We all say that about young kids. However, he actually said there were older people who weren't Catholic, Jerry, that would say he has this light radiating from him. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the light of Christ. He's so connected. It was coming right through him. That's my, my opinion. So I'm just saying that the, the more clarity we get by connecting, the more we will understand how close we are to God. And that may help Andrea mm-hmm. with this um, you know, relationship dynamic with God. Sure. All right, Andrea, thank you so much for uh, weighing in on that and sharing that with us. We appreciate that. It's take two with Jerry and Debbie and you winding down the home stretch here. We have a, actually a comment from Jennifer on Facebook. Hello, everybody Hi, there watching on Facebook and YouTube. And this is really a beautiful story, beautiful testimony. Jennifer says, um, I'm growing a relationship with my father after many years on his part of no communication. Finally, he contacted me, and I met him as an adult, and my son now has met him, and it keeps growing due to God's grace. There you go. Yeah, you know? Yeah. Here we are talking all about relationships, and the ones that really, among those that should be the healthiest and the purest and the most loving are those with our parents, and sometimes they are Mm -hmm. not. Mm -hmm. But God says she she gives it all, all the glory to God and his grace for bringing this relationship with the Father back around. Well, it's yeah, and it goes back to this idea of again of connecting. See, Jennifer reconnected with her dad, and now the graces are flowing, and it's it, and that is it's a beautiful thing. But sometimes I think we want to stay connected to to people, and and they may not want to stay connected to us right now. You know, there's all sorts of things. That's that's why you got to ask the questions. Where where are people coming from? What are they feeling? You know, how can can they enter into a relationship? And when they can, and God is at the center of it, all things are possible. It's you know Matthew nineteen twenty six with God all things are possible. With man, it's not that it's not possible. With God, all things. It doesn't say some things. It doesn't mm-hmm. say when he's on a good day when he feels like doing it. It says all things are possible, which means we we got to go bigger with God, Jerry. Especially when we connect with one another as the body of Christ. I will say this, though, since I'm on a roll here, as you said, um, I do believe that social media right now is a real problem, folks. I I, I cannot even begin to tell you what I'm seeing on Facebook and on social media. It's dangerous. I think the demons are having a field day with all of us and our emotions, and there's so much division. And then, and if and if I and if I see one more time on Facebook or YouTube where, where it says, "Well, uh, God came to bring division," I mean, all this pulling these scripture verses, um, you know, and and trying to pull pieces of it to try and prove their point. It's so dangerous. It's so incredibly disrespect disrespectful to the body of Christ. 
I mean, we should not go along with sin. We should definitely call it out when it's sinful, but we should try our hardest. And this is according to my our co-host, Adam Bly. He always says, uh, God respects and, and blesses when we work hard to stay connected with one another. So um, that's important. We can disagree, but we don't have to... We don't have to be hating each other. That's, mm -hmm. I think it's very dangerous. Yeah. Your reference to uh, your co-host on the spirit world. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I said our co-host because we've worked with Adam Bly yeah. for a long, long time. And so I feel like Adam's part of the family. <laughs> <laughs> well, he really family. is. <laughs> yeah. Adam's family. <laughs> That's hilarious. But you, right. What do you think of that? I mean, you know, that everybody tries to pull scripture and they try to use it to defend yeah. their position, but it's, it's really divisive. I don't know. I don't, I don't like all of it. I'm, I'm not, I'm not for breaking down things. I'm for building up the body of Christ. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. And, and I agree with you. One of the most really insidious things we can do is, is actually to use the Word of God to bring division and to bring people down and to, you know, be uh, chopping people down and insulting people. And, you know, uh, in the name of God, we do a lot of unfortunate things, I think. And mm -hmm. uh, I agree with you. Social media can be used for so much good, but it could be it could be a minefield out there as well. So I, I echo, I agree with you, and just encouraging all of the Take Two family and everyone just, you know, make judicious use of social media. Use it, use it for good. Use it every day if you want, but just don't get involved in the, you know the politics and the divisive stuff because that can get really ugly. Absolutely. And it's, it's interesting with social media. Everybody's got an opinion. Everybody's got, and, and it's funny because when things start to happen, people will, people will, will write in or, or comment in on social media. Well, you know, uh, Jerry, aren't you going to comment or Debbie, aren't you going to comment? And I'm like, no, <laughs> no. I mean, it's, it, it's so emotionally charged and, uh, and, and we know Jerry from life coaching, you don't really get anywhere when the emotions are flying all over the place. It doesn't really go well, folks. Mm. So you got to take the emotion out of it and really work and f find out how to get to a, a solution or an agreement and you move forward and everybody stands, you know, everybody can stay in their place and, and believe um, what they what they hold true and uh, and we move on you know agree to yeah. disagree <laughs> amen <laughs> yeah well it's been a great conversation today take two family thank you all so much we've talked all about relationships today we'll do that again next month we have a number of shows that we do uh, once a month our prayer shows twice a month of course um, but uh, yeah on Monday yeah we're heading into uh, hard to believe Thanksgiving is here and Advent is right around the corner, a new liturgical year. So we've all got, hopefully, you have holiday gatherings to look forward to and not be dreading. But on Monday, that's the topic, holiday family gatherings. Are they joy-filled or tension-filled? And we'll have, a, I think, an interesting and enlightening conversation on Monday about that. And some um, really good uh, life skills tips on how to get through the holidays. You're going to love them, folks. That's that's on Monday. Oh, I love them. I use them all the time, and it works for me. <laughs> but that's Monday. Let's thank the show team, Jerry, Matt, and Jeff, and Ace. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. And, of course, we love the Take Two family. So now you guys can get started with your weekend. And until Monday, have a beautiful, a beautiful and blessed couple days. We'll see you real soon. St. Joseph, please pray for us.